0: Let me catch you up on our series and then we're going to jump in. Okay? so revolutionary, the whole idea is we're looking at this guy named Jesus. We're trying to figure out why is he such a big deal? Why is it that we talk about him all the time? Um, And at the end of the day, every time you really look at him and you start to learn about him and you figure more out about him, he changes everything like he's changing everything. Everything, not only when he was here, but he's continuing to change everything. When he actually steps into a life, steps into a situation, things change. And so tonight we're going to kind of keep going with that whole idea and look at another story in the Bible, specifically in Luke chapter 10. So if you have a Bible, you can look at Luke chapter 10. But before we look at those verses, I wanted to ask you a question. And, and everyone should be able to relate to this question at some, on some level. Have you ever felt busy or like you don't have enough time? Anybody in here ever felt busy, like you don't have enough time? Okay. So is it this week that the milestones are going on right now? Yes? Okay. So so right now, your teachers and you are probably feeling like there's not enough time with all the schoolwork you're having to do, all the extra stuff that goes on at school during the milestone testing and everything. And then just the end of the year in general just feels busy. Would you guys agree with that? It just feels like there's a lot going on. You're just making sure you don't fail the grade you're in. Because you don't, you don't want to, to repeat 6th, 7th, or 8th grade again. Because, you know, that's just not fun. And you've got maybe pressure coming from mom and dad to make sure those grades stay up. Uh, maybe you're in a sport right now. Spring sports are, are going full, full tilt right now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so I think all of us have felt this way. We feel like we need just a few more hours in the day because there's just so much going on. Our calendars are full. And what's funny about that is we all feel that way, but yet we all have the exact same amount of time. Do you agree with that? You have 24 hours, so do I, every day. Hopefully you choose to take eight of those and sleep and... And some of you don't. You choose to stay up and play Fortnite for five hours and you get three hours of sleep instead. But the goal would be you take about eight of those and you sleep. And then the rest of those 24 hours in a day are filled up with whatever it is that you feel like is important. Right? The things that you want to spend your time doing. Now, in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, there's a portion of that that's got to go to school, you, you have to go to school. That's just a thing we do in our society and our culture. It's dictated. You've got to go learn. Now, some of you don't have to go to a school. You do homeschool or you do private school. But the point is, all of us have to do some kind of school in this age range that you're in right now. So there's that that's predetermined. But then there's all this other time that you get this free time you get. You get to pick what you do with that free time. You've got some, some downtime between things that you have to do, you get to choose what you do there. You get to choose maybe what the extracurricular activity is that you do. Maybe you have to do one, but you get to choose what it is. You get to choose how much time you spend on your schoolwork, and that will determine maybe what your grade is. So some of you choose to spend less on it, and then maybe your grade's not as good. But then some of you somehow spend the same amount of time as someone else does, and you get a better grade. I don't know how that works, but somehow it does. So we, just, we choose how to spend our time on different things based on what we value. What we think is important, what adds to our life, hopefully, and not what takes away from our life. What brings us joy, maybe, or what brings us happiness, or what maybe elevates our reputation, our status. These are all things that factor into how we spend our time. Do you agree with that? Yeah, these are, I mean, these are kind of the factors that go into it. But when we feel like we don't have enough time to do those things, what is the thing we kind of all default to doing? I heard stress. Okay, that's a good one. What else? Eating. <laughs> okay. We go straight for the Ben and Jerry's and we just... Watching FIFA. watching FIFA? Okay. Watching Netflix? So when you feel like you don't have enough time in the day, you decide to binge watch Netflix. Okay. Just watch TV. Okay. Any Anything else? I'm not hearing the thing I'm looking for. What do you got? Get a schedule and plan it out. Nice. Nice. Okay, how about this? I'll ask you, I'll ask you if, if this one is true. Some of you might have said it, but I just can't hear when everybody's yelling. So when we feel like we don't have enough time and we're busy, we tend to start to hurry. Would you agree with that? We start to hurry to try to get stuff done. We hurry to get our homework done. We hurry... To get to the class on time, we we hurry through our practice. We hurry to schedule more things because we have to get this other stuff done. So we we stack our calendar maybe full of too much stuff, or we try to take care of too much stuff, or we spent maybe too much time playing Fortnite when we should have done maybe just a little bit more homework, or we we spent a little bit too much time on the phone or, or on social media when we should have maybe done something else. We but we hurry stuff along when we feel like we don't have enough time. We feel We feel too busy. And when we hurry, yes, we start to get some of those other things you guys were saying. We start to get stressed. We maybe start to stress eat. We maybe start to stress watch. We maybe start to stress post. Like we start to do things out of stress and out of hurry because we don't have enough time to do the things that we want to do. To do the things that we think are important, the things that we value. And it it can stress us out. And it can cause us to live in this place of like anxiety kind of constantly. Because we feel like we're running on empty. Have you ever felt that way? Like you're running on empty? Your gas tank has got nothing in it. And I don't mean food. I mean like you don't have enough of just whatever it is you need to go. And so what's interesting is we see this kind of play out in a particular story in the New Testament. And it's It involves these two ladies who are responding to the presence of Jesus. Jesus is coming to their house, and they're both kind of responding differently to him. And so it's just four simple verses we're going to look at, but I think there's a lot we can pull from them and can really help us with this whole idea of busy, not enough time, and hurrying through stuff when we're spending our time on things and try to figure out maybe how we can use our time better or or maybe how we can respond differently differently. Maybe how we can prioritize differently and what that looks like. Um, Because one of these responses looks really similar to the way sometimes I can respond to things and the way I see some of you responding to things. So check this out. This is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. It's the whole thing. This is the entire uh, section we're going to look at tonight. Okay, This is what it says. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, You know, you know you're know, you about to get some knowledge dropped on you and your name's said twice. If your parents say your name twice, you know you're about to be told something. Um, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So we've got these two ladies in this house, and they open up their home to Jesus. And Jesus and his disciples are there. Martha is getting everything ready. She's playing hostess. She's getting—I don't—I don't know what all she's doing, but I'm imagining what happens at our house when we host somebody. We got to make sure all the sheets are clean. We got to make sure there's a place for them to eat. We got food. We've got to make sure everything's clean. The vacuum has been run. The the countertop's been wiped off. Like we're doing things. There's things to be done when someone's going to be hosted at our house. Now, if Jesus walks in. And we've heard Jesus is this guy walking around healing people. We talked about the other day how he literally brings people who were dead back to life. And What's really cool about Mary and Martha is they have a brother named Lazarus. Y'all know what Jesus does with Lazarus? You ever heard this story? Yeah, they bring, he brings him back to life too. But we're not there yet. This is the first time that Mary and Martha are meeting Jesus, but they know about him, they've heard about him. So Martha's getting everything ready. And then Mary just comes and meets Jesus and just kind of sits at his feet. Just hanging out with him. Now this is kind of how it's played out for us at our house when we host people sometimes. Like my wife tends to be more the one who's getting all the stuff ready. And I'm more the one like talking to the person who's there. That's just kind of the way we're wired up. And I'm not trying to be lazy. It just tends to be how it happens. And... There's moments where April needs to be like, Brad, I need you to help me. I need you to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'll help her and I'll do the things. Um, But imagine if me and April only did the things when the person comes to visit, and all we did the entire time the person came to visit was run around getting things ready for the fact that they were here visiting. Would we actually be visiting with the person that was visiting? No. We'd be busy. And so what I think is really cool about this story is what Martha's doing is out of a heart to take care of Jesus, like to to give him a good impression, like make sure he has what he needs to make sure that they are. I, I imagine this. It doesn't say this in the scripture, but I would think they want to be presented well to the Savior of the world, like. Their household looks nice and they take care of things and they're responsible people. So she probably cares about that, too. So she's getting everything ready. She's getting busy. So she's getting ready and doing doing busy things in the name of Jesus. Like she's doing it for Jesus. But then when she complains about it to Jesus and says, hey, why don't you ask my sister to help me? I'm trying to get ready for you guys, and I'm just doing it by myself. My sister's just sitting here listening to you. Like, will you please tell her to get off of her keister and come and help me? What is a keister, you might ask? It's It's your posterior, okay? It's a phrase they used to say in the 50s. I don't know why I said it just now, but I did. So there you go. So now she's like, get her up and let her help me. And you would think maybe Jesus would say something to Mary, like you know what, Mary, your sister really is doing all the work by herself right now. It doesn't seem very fair. Maybe you should get up and go help her instead of listening to me right now. But that isn't what he says. He actually looks at Martha and addresses her and what she's doing, and that he's not going to tell Mary to not hang out with him and talk with him, but that she's actually picked the better thing. To just sit in his presence, to slow down, to chill out, and to have a conversation. To just listen to what he has to say. To just be. And so what happens is a lot of us never stop to just be. We're in our life so much, doing so many things in our life, that sometimes we miss the giver of life in all of that. We just keep going and we're like busy and some of it is is like good stuff we're doing we're really busy doing certain things and, and they're not bad things that we're doing but even some of those things we maybe said yes to that we're wanting to fill our life up with were led by God for us to do like we know God wants us to be a part of revolution we know God wants us to be a part of rush camp we signed up for rush camp we know God wants us to um be active in our community so we're playing a sport or we're on a dance team or we're We're doing something outside of the school just to interact with more people and help just shine the light of Jesus everywhere we go. You might have signed up for all those things because of Jesus. But what can happen for all of us is we can get so busy with Jesus things that we miss Jesus. We never spend time with Jesus. We never just sit and listen to Jesus. We don't ever just... Rest in his presence. And this is what we see with Mary and Martha. Martha is busy. Man, she's worried. Jesus says she's worried about a lot of things. One of the other things that happens, and it's kind of connected to these other words we keep saying when we say stress and anxiety and busyness and hurrying, is we start to worry. We worry as we juggle all these balls that something's going to drop. As we spin all of these plates, a plate's going to break. And we get worried about it. And that's why we're stressed. And that's why we have anxiety. And that's why we want more time is because we don't want that to happen. And so we we start worrying like crazy. And Jesus has a lot to say about worry. And we're going to actually talk more about worry in the next series. But specifically in this instance with Martha, he's saying, listen, you're worried about a lot of things. But that's because her focus is on a lot of things. Where her focus could be realizing that the creator of the universe was in her house. The one who gave her breath. The only reason she's breathing is because of this guy that's in her house. The guy who's been healing blind people. Who's been causing people who were dead to raise back to life. The one who's been creating water... And turning it into wine, the one who's been doing all of these miracles and teaching all these things, and who's ultimately going to save everyone on the planet from all of history till all of eternity, he is in my house right now. And she's missing it because she's worried about all the stuff that needs to get done. Has anybody felt like that before? Like you're missing it. You're missing something because you're doing so much that you're missing it. it it's weird, but because it almost feels like it shouldn't make sense, but it does. And so Jesus is like, Mary, you're worried about so many things. You're so busy. Listen, Mary's picked the better thing, she's picked the, the, the one thing that you actually need it's me. If Jesus truly is the one who gives us life and gives it abundantly and he gives it to the full and the way we're meant to experience it, and he's the one who actually awakens our soul and our spirit to come alive. Then to spend time with him is the best time you could possibly spend than anywhere else. And so if Jesus were to say to Mary, hey, you're right. Mary, go hang out with Martha and do all this stuff instead of hanging out with me, the creator of the universe, the one who gives you breath in your lungs. Is that a loving thing for Jesus to say to Mary? Is that a fair thing for Jesus to say to Mary? It's actually not. Even though it might seem like the fair thing is for Mary to also work as hard as Martha. It's actually more fair and more loving for Jesus to say, no, no, no. Stop. Slow down. Quit worrying about so many things and just sit with me. Hang out with me. I'm I'm sitting here talking and saying things that literally will change your life if you'll just listen. And so, no, I'm not going to take Mary away. I'm going to actually, she's going to stay right where she's at. I'm going to welcome you into the same thing. And he's saying the same thing to us. The same challenge that he's offering to Martha is the same challenge I think he's offering to us because we are dealing with a few things that Martha didn't have to deal with. She didn't have the internet. She didn't have social media. She didn't have Netflix. She didn't have Fortnite. She didn't have any of these things that suck up so much of our time. But the temptation... ...for other things to suck up her time was still there. So the temptation is the same for Martha as it is for us now. The only difference is we have a few more avenues for the time to get sucked up and to go away. So there's more ways for us to be stressed out. There's more ways for us to be like all angsty about stuff... ...and feel like we don't have enough time for things... ...and like we need just a few more hours each day to get things done. But the reality is Martha had 24 hours... Mary had 24 hours. We have 24 hours. Jesus says Mary chose to use her time wisely and just sit at his feet. So for us, it's like, how can we respond like that now? How can we be like Mary and just slow down and stop and sit at the feet of Jesus? Because what's amazing about him is he enables us to recognize what is most important... ...and where to spend our time. The more we get to know Him... ...the more you get to know His character... ...the more you get to know the things He says... ...the more you start to realize what really is important in our life. You start to have your values adjusted... ...based off who the the creator of everything says should be valued... ...how things should be valued... ...how you should kind of think in terms of priorities... Jesus helps us set all that stuff up because he authored everything so he can. And so to spend time with him is to start to get to know what those things should be, where they should line up, what you should spend the majority of your time and your thoughts and your emotions and all these things on is him. Because as you spend and invest those things in him, he then enables you to have this wisdom of knowing what to spend your life doing what to spend your life investing in and how to use the time that God gives you so at the end of the day what that means is all we really need is Jesus we we just need him Because the word need gets used a lot. Would you agree with that? Like, we're in our house and we're like, man, I really need some sugar right now. You know, like, I just need something sweet. I've had a lot of salty today. I really need something sweet. And every once in a while, me or April one will look at the other when we say something like that. And we'll just, all we have to say is, need. And we kind of say it like that, like, need with a question mark and a face. And we know what the other one means. Like, okay, I don't really need anything. I don't need a Starbucks right now. I don't need to sit and watch a show for 30 minutes right now. I don't need that. Because need is actually a really strong word because it implies that if you don't get it, you're going to cease to exist. Right? So for me to say I need a Starbucks right now is to say I'm about to cease to exist unless I get a peppermint mocha right now. Which is the best drink at Starbucks, by the way. And so... Need is not something that we need to just kind of throw around flippantly because we don't really need that many things to actually continue to exist. Do you need food? Yes, I'm not saying you don't need food. Do you need a specific type of food in that moment? Probably not. Do you have to have a double layer taco from Taco Bell right now? Is that the thing you need? You have to have it? Probably not. You could probably deal with a PBJ sandwich in that moment and you would be just fine. So the word need is not necessarily one that we use correctly all the time. And so if it's really truly something that we must have in order to be sustained and to live in all areas of our life, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, the the only thing that meets all those criteria is Jesus. Because the thing about Jesus is when you put your attention and your affection and your love and your heart and your trust in him, He takes care of all that other stuff that you need. And so then you start to think about that worry and you start to think about where you put all this other time and how you're investing yourself and where you're investing yourself. And you're like, man, I'm spreading myself over all these things. And some of you, if you're being really honest, might look at all those things and there's not a single moment where you spend with Jesus in any of it. And if he is truly the one we need and you're spending no time with him, there's no wonder why you feel stressed. There's no wonder why you feel like you don't have enough time in the day. There's no wonder why you feel like you're running on empty because you are. And so we got to start to adopt this mentality that Mar- Martha is trying to embrace, hopefully at the end of the story, but that Mary already has of just sitting at the feet of Jesus and sitting in his presence, resting and knowing that he is God Because the the phrase that we keep coming back to in this series over and over again is true. It's because Jesus changes everything. He changes your schedule. He changes your priorities. He changes the way you spend your time. He changes that when you invest your time in Him, in a relationship with Him, then all the other time seems to make more sense. And it seems to produce positive results. Because it's Him who's using it and directing it. And working through you in it. And so I don't know where you find yourself tonight. I don't know if you're like, man, I am slammed right now. I got five things I got to get done before I even go to sleep tonight. If you're looking at your week and you're stressed already. Just thinking about the things that have to happen just before the weekend. I don't know if you're on the total opposite end of the spectrum. And you're like, man, I got nothing going on. Maybe you need to fill in your calendar with Jesus. Jesus. Maybe you need to scale back on the fortnight and fill in a little bit of cracking open the Bible and reading a little bit of what God has to say about some things. But regardless, Jesus will order your priorities and he'll, he'll help you figure out where to put your time. And the reality is you have just as much time as you need and so do I. God gave us 24 hours on purpose. He's always given us 24 hours on purpose. There's a reason that we have that amount of time. And the time that he's given you, you can use. And he can use in you in a way in, more impactful way than you could just use by yourself. Are you trying to spread yourself too thin or trying to do too much or trying to just be busy even in his name? Because being busy just in Jesus' name without actually spending time with Jesus and resting in his presence is going to wind up just being as stressful as everything else would be. So here's what I want to do just to kind of close out tonight is I want to ask you to to close your eyes, but we're not going to pray. I just want you to close your eyes. We're going to pray in a second. But for right now, as your eyes are closed, I want you to really kind of create a mental calendar in your mind right now. And I want you to think about how you're spending your time just in general. Like, where do you think you're spending the most time? Who are the people you're spending the most time with? What are the things you're thinking the most about? What are the things that are affecting you the most in your life? Where is time going? And what do you value the most? Now, those are two separate lists. Where is your time going? Who are you investing in? Who's investing in you? Who's affecting you? Who are you thinking about? But then what do you value the most? What do you th- what do you think should be the most important things in your life? Cuz a lot of times those two lists don't match up. A lot of times what has the top of your list on time is at the bottom of your list when it comes to priorities and what you value. And when we give those lists to Jesus, He has this way of making them match up. And So as you look at those lists in your head, and you think about those lists in your head, and you're thinking through the time God's given you and how you're using it. Thinking about if you're so busy that you're actually missing Jesus, that life has actually caused you to miss the giver of life, then I want to give you just a second just to kind of reprioritize your life by putting just Jesus at the top. Worry about the rest later. Let Him figure that out for you. You just want to put Jesus on top of it all. And so right now, between you and God, I just want to give you that moment. Just talk to Him. You don't have to say anything out loud. Just in your heart. Just you and God. Have a conversation. I'm going to give you a second to do that and then I'm going to pray for you. Father God, I know we can all get really busy with stuff, with life. I know we can all feel like Martha a lot of times. And I know there's a lot of students in here that might feel that way. I know there's a lot of leaders that might feel that way in here right now. And so I just pray for each one of us that we would be able to take on this mentality that Mary embodies in this story of just sitting at your feet. Listening to what you have to say. Taking in your presence. Resting and knowing that you're God. Father, help us to do that more. Help us to open up your word and just take in what you have to say. Help us to stop and just talk to you. Help us to not miss you in the midst of doing all the things that we have to do in life. And as we think about the things we really need... Help us to realize that the thing we only truly need is you. So I pray that you would be the top of all of our lists, what we value, where we spend our time, who's ordering our time and our priorities, God, that you would be the one who is authoring and directing all those things. And we know if we do that, as we do that, God, that you will be glorified and you'll use us and you'll use our lives to help other people To experience you. And in the midst of that, we'll experience you. And we'll find joy. We'll quit worrying. We'll have far less stress. And we'll get to really experience life, God. So I pray that over the entire room, everybody who's here. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen.